Why don't you try to change the camera around? Everybody, I'm Johnny D, the Motivational Cowboy. Welcome to my streamcast. I am so excited about today's show. First of all, I just want to let everybody know. Everybody always asks me, Johnny D, how can we follow you on social media? How can we get a hold of you? You can go to MotivationalCowboy.com. You can follow, find me there. You can go to Facebook under Motivational Cowboy, as well as Twitter at MCJohnnyD4 and Instagram at Motivational Cowboy. Now, ladies and gentlemen, my guest on today's show is absolutely amazing. And let me tell you a little bit about him. Um, his story is um, his story is from the brink of death to the top levels of racing. A recovery story scripted by the hands of God. Jimmy's story is about love, faith, prayer, endurance, hope, tears, joy, victory, and the strength of family. Jimmy Weller had an accident, a crash, happened in the United States Auto Club sprint car race, and it was a dirt track in Charlotte at the Motors, uh, Charlotte Motor Speedway on October 13th, 2004. Jimmy suffered a compressed vertebrae in his neck and his back. Both lungs were collapsed. He fractured both cheekbones and suffered brain damage, which sent him into a coma for two weeks. His estimated time to be in the hospital was at least six months. But after seven weeks, Jimmy left the hospital with a screw in his neck and two bars and eight screws in his back. It's an amazing story. It was an amazing journey. Ladies and gentlemen, please, please welcome my good friend, Jimmy Weller. Jimmy, how are you? Oh, okay. Well, we're, we don't have Jimmy yet. We, uh, let me see here. We are live and we are trying to get Jimmy on the phone as we speak. Um, so Jimmy Weller, we are, we're, I guess we're having a little bit of, um, technical difficulty, um, getting Jimmy. He is in, um, Ohio right now. So, uh, Jimmy is going to be calling into the show uh, here in, in just a couple of minutes. We had him, we could hear him, but uh, he couldn't hear us. So he is going to be switching over devices and he'll be calling in from his phone. But again, Jimmy Weller, his story is amazing. I met the man um, on the Chevy stage years ago. Um, he got his start. We're going to hear about how he got his start in racing. The accident that literally, um, they had to bring him back to life. Um, you'll you'll see uh, pictures of the accident while Jimmy's talking about it. Um, just an amazing, amazing story. His family is amazing. Um, find out what uh, Jimmy, what he got, um, how he got to start in racing, why he got to start in racing. But again, we are just waiting for Jimmy Weller uh, to get on with us and for Jimmy Weller to tell his story. Um, 
So, yeah, as I was saying, why we're waiting on Jimmy, uh, just waiting for the guys. Um, you Again, you can follow me on social media at um, motivationalcowboy.com. That's my website. If you're looking for a speaker, make sure you look me up. Uh, would love to get back to work right now uh, with all the COVID things going on right now. Next week's guest, let me tell you uh, why we're waiting on Jimmy. Next week's guest is going to be Hunter Smith. And Hunter uh, does a lot of personal training in North Carolina uh, for a lot of the uh, NASCAR men and women. That's going to be super fun. I asked him to come on because, like me, in the last three months of sitting home, not working, not being able to go to the gym and stuff like that, we are going to talk about how to be how to lose a few pounds uh, while we're getting back to work and stuff like that. So again. Um, this is one of those things when it comes down to technical difficulties, I never know what's going on. And, um, so it looks like, uh, Jimmy is calling in right now. Should I get it guys? Let's just get this right now. Jimmy, you're on the air with us. Oh, hey guys. All right. <laughs> Sorry about that. It's okay. Um, so is your phone, uh, not working? Yeah. I, I the same thing as the computer. It, it pulls up. I can see myself. But I can't see or hear you guys. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what, Jimmy. Why don't we? Why don't you call into the show then? I'm going to give you the phone number to call into the show. That way, I can hear you and you can tell your story. It's eight four four nine 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 two four nine. Nine two four nine. That's it. I got you on speaker. You're live with us. So, ladies and gentlemen, Jimmy will be calling in in just a couple minutes here, and a couple seconds, and he's going to start telling his story again. Eight four four nine 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 two four nine, Jimmy. All right. Thank you very much. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, I'm glad I answered that during the uh, during the show, guys. You know, and it's it's the great guys behind the camera that keep it all going. We got Dave and Angel back there keeping everything going. I'm, I, all I see from them is a thumbs up, so I know that everything's good. But again, uh, Jimmy Weller um, going to be calling in in – all right, we got Jimmy on the line right now. I can't see him, but I can hear him. Jimmy, what's going on? <laughs> that's not that's not always a bad thing. <laughs> no, hey. Well, the good thing is I, I I sent the guys a bunch of photos of you, so we'll be able to see you in the uh, pictures. Okay. Of okay. Uh, of you know your accident, and I was just telling everybody, Jimmy. I mean, and it happened in a sprint car back in uh, October thirteenth, two thousand four. Walk us through uh, one. The accident, uh, right before the accident, though, what I, at what age did you get your start in racing? Um, I started racing uh, the big blocks dirt modified um, up at Sharon Speedway yep. when I was 15. Um, my dad has raced those you know, since I was born, and that was just kind of a uh, natural step to get into those. And then I raced those for a couple years and then um, jumped into the sprint cars. 2004 was my first year in the sprint cars. And um, actually, you know, had had some success. We we were having fun and, and running well. And um, it was the USAC race down at Charlotte, or at the dirt track at Lowe's. And um, what happened? I caught a rut in the track and uh, flipped up into the fence. And then, uh, in one of the flips, the the top of the roll cage was ripped off the car, and my head hit the pole in the fence. Wow. So my injuries didn't come from, like, the whiplash, like so many people, like Dylan Hart and some other people did. Mine came from, like, my head hitting it and compressing everything downward. Wow. So I um, I, was, I, was, I was in a coma. I have... Uh, so I was just I telling everybody, they, they expected you to be in the hospital after the accident. We're looking at pictures right now of the accident. Okay. And, I mean, literally, there's nothing there of of the car. 
Um, no. They they estimated that you were going to be in the hospital for at least six months. Dude, yeah, and that's, that's just they I made it through. They said they, they gave me a 5% chance to live that night. Wow. And, yeah, and then uh, by the grace of God, I, I walked out and six weeks maybe i forgot it's how many seven weeks, weeks. It was. yeah it was seven, seven weeks. weeks okay yeah okay yeah. Mm-hmm. and you know you were talking about um i mean like literally the car was hanging on the fence uh yeah. mm-hmm. your your you know your body was just limp laying there this is what's um so awesome while you and the car was hanging on the catch fence your mother saw mm-hmm. jesus and Mary holding yeah. you. Yep, and that's... Um, I get chills. That, that, I get chills thinking yeah. about it. Um, obviously, you are um, a faith-based uh, family Absolutely. and person, mm-hmm. and, 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 that, and that all by itself is, is wonderful. Um, walk us through uh, what you remember or now your family telling you about. Obviously, you don't remember the crash. Um, no, huh? I, I remember a little bit about that day. Um, my first last good memory is the night before. Uh, Chris, my friend who helped us on the car, him and I flew down to Charlotte the night before, and I remember going to the gas station to get some uh, get some pop that night. And um, yeah, after that, um, I'm kind of blank. I remember a little bit. I think because people would tell me I went to the uh, gas station with my mom right before the race, and um, I kind of remember that. But I think it's more just people have told me that's what happened. But then uh, after that, I'm blank. Um, I'm blank for. A month and a week later, and that was my birthday, and um, I had some friends come down to the hospital um, or to the rehab to see me on my birthday. And, um, yeah, if you want to have a crazy birthday party, the rehab center is the way to go. <laughs> but, um, Jimmy. They, uh, they, and so I don't know if I remembered more before that, because every day was the same. So I don't know if I remembered more from, you know, before that or if that was like my first actual memory. I'm not, I'm not real sure. Right, right. I remember uh, being on stage with you for years, you know, interviewing you at the uh, Chevy mm-hmm. um, stage. And you always said, Johnny, it, it's so cool to be able to have this accident because now uh, when when people say, dude, what's your problem? Do you have brain damage? And you're, you're like, <laughs> absolutely, I I do. Yeah. And, 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 and that's something that you used to joke around about, about not, um, y- you know, just having so some fun with it, you know, and, and having, people, having an excuse. Yeah, absolutely. And the, the issue is people started realizing what I was doing. Um, like, if I, if I didn't want to pay attention to somebody when they were talking, um, I could just tell them I forgot or I don't remember, and I didn't have to really pay attention. But uh, now that people kind of picked up on what I'm, you know, what I've done. Right, right. And uh, my, I thought it worked well because my my wife didn't know me, or we knew of each other a little bit before I got hurt. But um, I didn't really ever hang out with her till afterwards. Now. So I used that excuse a lot until she realized <laughs> what I was doing, and then it got me in trouble. <laughs> well, let me ask you this: I mean, after that accident, two years later, and that was. Um, Two years later, it was 2006. You 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 said to your parents, "Hey, listen, man, I, I want to get back in the race car. I want to go mm-hmm. back racing." And you went and you started working out again. You start doing all the right things, and you got cleared by the doctors to start racing again. I mean, what was mm-hmm. in your mind? What's inside of a race car driver? What's inside of a man that wants to get back into a race car after literally you almost die? They gave you five percent chance to live, and you want to get back into a race car and go. Nobody's ever said race car drivers are that smart. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, um, 
That's how I tell everybody. Say, once the race is in your blood, it doesn't matter how hard you get hit in the head; it, it's not coming out. Yeah. But, um, the I had I had the physical stuff, and I and I went to sleep and all, but I didn't have the men, the emotional and the mental side of like the, actually seeing the accident. So I was on the easier side of it on, on, in that perspective. So I was able to just get back to living life. Like that's the life I knew beforehand. Yeah. So I thought that's the way life was supposed to be. So I just kind of went back to doing that. That's unbelievable. And what was it like when you went to your parents, and, and especially your mom? I mean, because your dad obviously got it, because your dad was yeah. a racer mm-hmm. himself. But what was it like telling your mother, hey, mom, I want to get back in the race car? Because I remember uh, her telling me a story that um, as soon as you got out of out of the coma, the first thing you said to your mother was, hey, I got to get the heck out of here. I got to race next weekend. Yeah, yep. I mean, that yep, was the first and, uh, thing you were able to whisper to your mother was, I want to get, I got to get out of here. I got to go racing. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think that just, you know, it never really left me because that was just life, you know. And I think yeah. mom kind of had an idea right then about what I was going to try to do. But, um, yeah, when, I, when I, I told her, I don't exactly remember the moment that I told her that and that, but I imagine there was a beer getting cracked right when I said that. <laughs> after trying to drink it away. Well, but, and, um, and you jumped right back into it, too, man. I mean, you, you jumped mm-hmm. right into the big block modifieds, you know, um, and, and you spent a half year doing that. Yeah, and that kind of, like I said, that dad was still doing that, so it kind of made sense for me. And um, we're real good friends with uh, Dave, Dave Blaney. Yeah. Uh, he owns Sharon Speedway, so I was able to get up there and make some laps and just get back to feeling good again. And uh, yeah. it, all, it all actually, it all came back. It was it was kind of surprising. It took the first couple laps slow, and then it then it came back a lot quicker than I, than I planned on it doing. Yeah, yeah. So, so um, ra- you know, you said your dad's a racer, and they, mm-hmm. did you guys race together? I got a, just a quick question, get, getting off the accident for a minute. Did you ever race mm-hmm. against your father? We did. Uh, I did. I ran um, the first couple years in the modifieds before I jumped to the sprint cars, and then um, actually after I, when I got hurt, I ran with him again, and then when I came back from being down south, I raced with him again. So. What, what was that like if, if you beat your dad that, that night? I mean, That didn't I, happen very I, often. <laughs> dad was one of the good guys. That didn't happen very often. <laughs> um, the fun, a funny story was um, I was leading the race, and Dad was running second, and he moved me. And uh, it wasn't anything major. He just moved me, and he won the race. I finished second. I don't think Mom talked to him for a couple of weeks. He was mad as <laughs> to be. <laughs> um, but no, it was good because like after being down south and that, um, learning a lot of stuff down there. Uh, him and I were a lot more competitive and racing side by side and that. So it's fun. Like he's he's just another person when you're out there. But at the same time, like when you're beside him, he's just another person. But then you know, if I was behind him and he's running somebody down, I was, I was looking after him, cheering that way for him. But um, yeah, well, once you get to racing, it's, uh, he's just anybody else. Outside of racing, what what does Jimmy Weller like to do? Um, Not now. I'm talking, I'm, I'm talking about back then when, when you were racing every weekend. Oh, okay. Because um, I, I know your story is completely different these days, and we're going to talk yeah, a little bit about that later. Mm-hmm. Um, to be honest, anything I could do to be outside. I... Um, I like golfing, um, to be outside. I like, you know, being out in the woods. It's funny. I like cutting grass. I like just being outside and relaxing and, um, anything that kind of, you know, hanging out with friends at the time. I was 18. Yeah. So I was, I was in, you know, I was enjoying life there, hanging out with friends. And, um, racing was always the main thing for me. You know, it always went back to racing. Now, are you one of those guys that it didn't matter what you were racing? You just wanted to race was everything you did did it have to be fast? Yeah, it did. And it just, um, 
it didn't matter. Like I said, it didn't matter what it was, and you know, it was asphalt or dirt. Um, I haven't gotten in some cars, you know, on the dirt side that uh, I ran from a friend one time that probably wasn't the safest thing, but it was it was a ride, and I enjoyed it. I, I always told everybody I wanted to make a living racing. Uh, the Cup Series was the goal, you know, because that's being the highest form, you know, in the states like that. Yep. But um, um, if I was racing sprint cars, modified, it didn't matter. I was I was going to be having fun racing. And and after the accident, you got into the Truck Series. Um, you did some mm-hmm. Xfinity racing. What's it like, Jimmy? I mean, a lot of us that um, are listening to you right now, we don't know what it's like to go 200 miles per hour. Mm-hmm. Will you explain to me and the listeners right now what it's like to get inside of a race car and hit speeds of over 200 miles per hour and not think about what you dealt with when you were 18 years old? Uh, yeah, it, it's... Um... Like, the, the bigger tracks on the speed and rise net, you, you have time to think about things. Like, you, you don't really feel the speed when you're on the bigger tracks, unless you kind of catch something out of the corner of your eye, and then you realize how fast you're really going. Right. The smaller tracks, the, the things are happening a lot faster. That's when you kind of feel how quick you're going. Um, but uh, just to like climbing into a car and, and knowing that's how fast you're going to go, I mean, you, you pull your belt tight, and you do everything you can, and you say a prayer, and you go have fun. So it's, you can't... Um, you can never look at the bad because that's like when you start being more cautious. And I think that's when bad things happen. So, yeah. um, it's an experience that, you know, and I feel bad that nobody, you know, not everybody gets to do it. Um, took my wife down to Charlotte and let her do the, uh, uh Richard, Richard Petty deal. So yeah. she got to experience that. So it's, um, you know, just so people can understand it, you know, she can understand what life was and people can understand that it's, it's a completely different deal, but it's, uh, more fun than anything you know I've ever done. So. I I did the same thing. I I wanted to after so many years of interviewing you drivers. I wanted to experience what it's like to be in a in a race car, and I did the Richard Petty experience, um, and I just did the ride along, um, mm-hmm. and I did the I think ten laps or whatever it was at uh, Daytona. And I tell you what, I got out of the car realizing what I don't want to do and realizing what I love doing. And that is just talking to you guys and you girls about racing because uh, it, it's definitely a different experience of, you know, I mean, you're right up against the wall at almost 200 miles per mm-hmm. hour. You were up against the wall at over 200 miles per hour. I can't even imagine um, what it's like to be in the race car, the race truck. And, you know, having a spotter, somebody in your ear. Were you always one of those guys that liked a lot of chatter and a lot of information in your ear? Yeah, it didn't, that didn't bother me. Because um, a lot of times, like when, like especially on dirt stuff, when you, when you get into a rhythm and start doing well, I'd sing to myself. I'd, uh, you know, I'd, I'd do different things. So, like, the more um, talk I heard, actually, the more it helped me concentrate. Because I, I wasn't, um, you know, your mind couldn't wander that way, so you're kind of concentrating a little bit more. Explain to but, us how you get into a rhythm at go at hitting speeds of 150, 160, 170, 180 miles per hour, how do you get into um, a rhythm? It, it, it's just kind of like timing wise, and, and you know sometimes it's the sound of the car, other times it's just kind of hitting the same mark every time on the racetrack. Um, you know, the, the, you drive a dirt car different than you do a, an asphalt car, but right. you're still looking at your different spots and just kind of feeling and a lot yeah a lot of it has to do with feel too when you kind of feel the car do this you can kind of you know make it you know start to do one thing with it so um there's just a lot of feel but then when you get in that rhythm and you're hitting the same lap every time it's uh and you're just kind of driving like you don't have to really think about some you know so hard you just kind of start reacting that's when it's uh that's when you know you're going good 
that so is there a difference between going 150 miles per hour and 200 at what point i guess i guess what i'm asking you at what point do you know you're going fast um to be honest the like on the big racetracks on daytona and that um you don't really get a sense of speed because everybody's going the same speed the same direction okay until you until you catch something like i caught something out of the corner of my eye that was up against the wall and then you realize how bad that was going to hurt. <laughs> you knew how fast you were going. Um, but like some of the smaller tracks, to where you actually really said you're racing back and forth, and um, you kind of get the feeling that way. Yeah. But when you when you're going around Daytona and you're catching things out of the corner of your eye, it's one thing to be on the track, just looking at the track. When you're seeing things in the infield, seeing things in the stands, like that at the corner of your eye, that's when you can really feel the speed. Wow, that's pretty cool. Jimmy, you know, you're just such a nice young man. I have to ask, are you the same or were you the same guy inside the race car as you were outside the race car? Or did uh, you turn into a different person? <laughs> uh, for the most part, um, I, 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 was a lot, I was a lot more serious in the car. Um, <laughs> but at the same time, if I had fun, that's when we ran well. Right. If I wasn't having fun, then, you know, it. I, I, the thing kind of showed. Um, just because, like, when I got relaxed in that. But, um, they, you know, I've done things when I didn't appreciate somebody else doing something that probably wasn't the nicest of things to do in a car. But um, for the most part, I think I didn't, don't think I made too many enemies. You know, a, a question came in on social media today, and this, and, and this was so cool. Um, and I, and I, had, I had to ask you, being a race car driver, when you took and got your permit and you got, went and got your license, did you actually pass the test the first time? I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did. And, um, yeah, I, I took that pretty seriously because there's a lot of pressure there. I mean, if you're doing this and that's what you like to do, there's pressure on it if you don't, you know, if you have to go back to school the next day and say you didn't pass. Right. <laughs> you took that, you take that pretty seriously. Mm-hmm. Jimmy, you know, um, the, la- the last couple of days going through video, going through pictures, um, of you in the race truck, in the race cars, what was your most memorable moment in NASCAR? Um, it, to be honest, it was, we, we ran, I think we, we finished ninth at Daytona in the truck our first time there. Yep. And, you know, you're proud to, for you to do it, but you're proud to see whatever. And, and to see how proud my dad was, that, that was the, that was probably the coolest thing that, you know, get the handshake and hug it afterwards. This is kind of see how proud he was of it and knowing that everything that we work for, you know, it was, it was all coming true that way. So that was, uh, that was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, and 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 I know how how close you are to your family because I know that every time you were able to come out and I was able to do an interview with you, if it wasn't both of your parents with you, it was at least your mother, and and, and let's talk a little bit about your mother right now because after all of this, I'll never forget how excited she was when she told me that she was going to write a book about mm-hmm. what happened to you. Um, yep. You know, it's called Race Again by um, Ronnie Weller. And what was it like for you? I mean, obviously, you were you were in a coma for two weeks. You you weren't there, like, you know what I mean, mentally and physically, because you, you, were, you were in a coma. But what was it like for you to relive her writing the book? To, to be honest, I, I learned stuff from the book. I yeah. um, Like you said, I, I was asleep for a lot of it. Yeah. Um, so I, I learned some stuff that went on. I learned more of what she felt just cause I, I don't, she wouldn't tell me that just cause she don't make, make me feel bad, you know? Yeah. 
but um, yeah, I, I learned a lot, and I learned how hard it was on everybody. It was again, it was harder on everybody else being around it than it was on me because I went to sleep, <laughs> you know, where they they had to go through all that, and to see your son do that, um, I, and I fully, you know, I, I don't know if I fully understood it until having you know Ellie having a baby of my own. Now, yep. now you're starting to understand that a lot more, you know. So yeah. it's um, now now it kind of puts things into perspective. Well, one thing, I mean, you you did start remembering when you were in rehab and stuff. I mean, you had to learn how to talk again. You had to learn how to walk again and stuff like that. Was racing your motivation to get back to being able to just walk and talk, to do the things that that we take for granted, like eating by yourself? I mean, you could even do a lot of these things. You couldn't do it yourself. No, huh? And um, I really couldn't. And it was, but yeah, that was something that, that's what I wanted to do. And um I felt like nothing was going to stop me getting back. And, and having that, you know, and, and brought me through the hard time. And, and, you know, my faith in God and knowing that I can get back through this, you know. Yeah. And um, that was, yeah, I think everybody, when they're going through a hard time, if you have something to really work for, I think that helps. Yeah. And, you know, obviously having the support and, you know, the parent, my parents being there, also my brother was my brother was awesome to me. He kind of became the big brother. <laughs> right. But, um, <clears throat> Um, I mean, he was, he'd, he'd be the one to go, Jim, I don't, I got there, I got, you know, feeling a little better. He goes, I don't know if I'd be doing that. That's, that's going to hurt. Yeah. <laughs> um, really took care of me that way. But, um, yeah, that having that drive to get back in there, that's what I wanted to do. And, that, and that's what I knew what to do. So that was, uh, that kind of kept me going. You know, if, if, if you don't believe in God, um, and I'm not, I'm not here to preach or anything else, but I mean, guys, if you don't mind, um, Angel, Dave, bring up the uh, picture again of his race car. If you could flip through, you know, a couple of those photos again of his race car. Um, if you don't believe in God and you, I mean, when you look at the, at your accident um, and you look at that car, I'm looking at a picture right now. It's hanging in the catch fence. Your, your body's limp and, and, and you know, just hanging there. Mm-hmm. What was it like for you to get back to church? How I know how much God means to you. What did it mean for that you was, to be able to get back into church? That was really special to me, and you know, it's um, just for one, just being there. And, and it was cool because in the hospital they had a, a priest that come every Sunday and talk to you and give you communion. Yeah, and um, that that that's important. I mean, that, that makes that helped me know that I'm getting better. And but you know, no matter, I think I even told my mom this. You know, afterwards, and no matter no matter what, mom. I was doing what I love, and I, and I was going to be okay. If I didn't make it, I, I was going to be okay. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, that was really, and you know, one of the memories I have from coming back home was the first time I got to walk up to communion in church. I'd oh, been wow. uh, in a wheelchair. You know, Mom had to help me. Or somebody had to push me. And then, um, but the one time I, I told Mom, I said, no, this is, this is how I'm going to walk. So I can still picture the people's faces seeing me walk up there the first time. It was a uh, pretty, pretty special feeling. Yeah. And knowing where I was, you know, that he, that God was the one that brought me to where I was, was uh, it, it was pretty amazing. Hey, Jimmy, we got to go to commercial break, but will you please stay on for another 25 minutes with us so we can continue yes, this journey and let everybody know more about your story? Do you mind? No, absolutely not. No, I'll, I'll definitely stick around. Outstanding. Well, hey, everybody, I'm Johnny D., the Motivational Cowboy. You just watched the first segment with Jimmy Weller. We'll be back in just a couple of minutes with episode number two with NASCAR driver Jimmy Weller. I'm the Johnny D., the Motivational Cowboy. Thank you all so much. <laughs> 